0: So, Are you going to give Miss Young a rose?
1: We'll have to wait and see what happens.
0: Oh. <laughs> Evan, what's your question? Have you guys kissed yet?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Evan coming in hot. Evan, we, Evan we're, this is where we're at in our relationship right now. We're, we're holding hands. That's how, that's how you can really tell you like somebody. You start to hold hands with them. Tonight on Bachelor Party, we have got Rachel Lindsay. Glad to have her back. Feels like a great moment to hear from her. We're going to get into that. I just want to note we recorded tonight's episode before Matt posted his Instagram, which I think deserves a lengthy conversation. So we'll get into that on Thursday. Just keep that in mind. We didn't have that available to us yet. All right, everybody, let's batch. Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's hometowns. I'm joined by my hometown girl. Not really, sounded good. Rachel Lindsay. (laughs) Hi, Rachel. Hi, Julia.
0: I can be your hometown girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be back. How's all your family doing in Texas? Is everyone doing okay? Thank you for asking. Yes, my parents didn't lose power, didn't lose water. Same with my sister. So my sister actually took people in. Oh, that's my awesome. My cousin had a bad go around because in an apartment complex, like pipes were bursting. So yeah. they shut off the water for two to three weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. They have that's power, awful. but no water. Yeah. So it's it's really rough down there, but um, now it's kind of starting to warm up
1: a bit. So. That's good. Oh, it's terrible. Also from living, you know, I, I grew up in New York, went to college in Chicago, but then when you live somewhere where you're not used to cold. You really don't have like the tolerance for it. So like sub 50 degrees for people in Texas is freezing. Mm-hmm. That's like sub 30 degrees in the Northeast. So yeah, I, on top of the the terrible lack of water and power, like also just like, you're not conditioned for that. So I really feel yeah. for everyone. I hope that everyone's starting to do better, but uh, that's crazy. We are not here today to talk about that though. We're here to talk about hometowns. I'm so glad you're back. It's been, you were last on the show for the premiere with van.
0: It's been a long that time. That was it? Yeah. That's girl. unacceptable. You so gotta do better busy. than that. <laughs> you're,
1: so- <laughs> you're really busy, Rachel. First of all, you have higher learning, which is part of the ringer as well, where you guys mm-hmm. you got Van, who's a, a new batchy, as he says. Um, <laughs> and you guys have been talking about it. Obviously, a lot's been going down. We've talked a lot about the Chris Harrison situation here. Right. We'll dabble with it as it relates to this week's episode. Sure. Um, so we had I mean, where should we even start? Like, what'd you think of the episode? I thought it
0: was maybe top three most boring episodes I've ever seen in the, since I've been watching the show. <laughs> I, I, I kept looking up. I don't know if you did this. I kept looking up and I was like, wait, is this Michelle? Is this Serena? Wait, didn't he just ask that question? Wait, he had the same conversation. It's like they talked about the same things, the same reactions, nothing big. The parents didn't do anything wild. I don't know. It was just flat. Everything was flat.
1: Usually I have to take a lot of notes and I like, didn't really take that many. I was just like, what's Absolutely there to note? You what am you I? could have
0: watched one hometown and gotten the the, the gist of it.
1: I, I have a question for you. Cause this is something that crossed my mind, but I, I can't tell because I like the bachelorette so much more than the bachelor. Cause obviously I like watching the men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like the hometowns for Tasha were awesome. We had Ivan, we had Brendan, Zach, obviously. And what's the other guy's name? Ben. ben. I've er- ben. erased him from my mind. Um, <laughs> And like Ben's was probably the least entertaining, but like, right. the, I feel like the consensus was like, this is the best hometowns ever. These guys are all so interesting and their families seem really interesting. And it was really touching. And I felt like going into that, I knew a, like at least like some interesting nuggets about all four of those guys. Exactly. I don't feel like I really know anything about these four women, even after their hometowns. And, and I'm just like, did that occur to you as well? Yeah. Well, I made fun of the hometowns
0: during Taisha's season um, because of like the cardboard taxi.
1: I I thought it was all very cheesy. I I lost my mind because Taisha had this whole bagel thing. But yes, I. Yeah. But were you not longing for that during the. Completely.
0: I was like, like even taxi? Yeah. (laughs) Where where is this? This There was, even though they did things. Outside of Nimicolin, they just didn't see even Rachel falling on her face. Oh was it I felt like they could have played into that so much more. And it was just like, no, I'm OK. I covered it up with makeup. Let's move on. I don't know. There's, <laughs> there was no depth to the episode. I um, we don't know anything about them. We know what they do, where they're from and what their parents look like. And I really yeah. just like, that that was
1: it. I want to talk about I, what their parents look like and then we'll go back to each one. I, you know, this season obviously has been so embroiled in discussions of race and racism. Yeah. And, you know, all of these women have a backstory worth discussing. And I found it incredibly strange that we didn't see any conversation about between um, Michelle's family, Matt, about being biracial. We didn't see any, any of that with Bree's family. We didn't see any of that with Serena's family. Like, I truly thought that was such a bizarre missed opportunity. And I was wondering how it sat with you. So it seemed like,
0: yeah, like they were by, bi- like, I just realized that everyone was pretty much biracial. Yeah, I think so, so not, as well. And, um, well, Bree talked about it the first night. And I remember thinking, feeling yes. like they forced that conversation because yeah. it just seemed like, Okay, are they because he's biracial? Is everyone going to talk about themselves being that, being biracial as well? So I actually appreciated the fact that they didn't talk about it as much and they just let it be mm-hmm. like we see it, we get it, because I wouldn't want to seem like it was a force like, oh, he's biracial. Let's all talk about being yeah. biracial. So I actually, that didn't bother me as much.
1: That's interesting. Cause to me, I was like, I, when it's funny you bring up Brie, I was like, I think it's really, probably important and also novel to a lot of people watching for Brie to be like, my mother is of Persian descent, but she's white passing. And I think the idea of like white passing is probably like new to a lot of people and obviously right. not discussed that much. So I did, I was like, Oh, this is cool that, they've, that this is part of the show. Cause introducing a new idea. And I, and I guess like I, I was wondering like, if you felt like, is it better to just let people see that this is what people look like? And this is what American families are like, or like, should we explicitly mm-hmm. discuss it? And I and I think that like also I probably bring my own like race consciousness as like a, a white person that is really different than you who is black and also in a interracial couple. Yeah, I think it could have
0: been a conversation maybe that we haven't seen right. Like we've seen Matt's mom in the the, the first episode, and but you know like he hasn't really talked much about his dad and that dynamic and their parents the dynamic of their parents' relationship. He's talked about being a black man. He's talked a little bit about being a biracial man, and so. To your point, I do think it could have been interesting, especially like Michelle, whose parents are still together, and her mom even says, you see the way that your father treats me, maybe talking about what it was like to grow up. It seems like she's from small town Minnesota to grow up with parents of different races, and then what her experience was, what their experience was, what Matt's experience is, because there is a different experience of being biracial than there is of just being black. And I think... We haven't really seen that conversation happen in great detail. And so to your point, that's a missed opportunity.
1: It's a real bummer. I have to say Michelle's mom seems like one of the kindest, like sweetest people mm-hmm. to ever I know. grace our televisions. <laughs> I, know. I really, I really loved her. And the way that she sort of like seemed to understand her daughter was like just so moving. I, I've become such a sap in COVID, like genuine connection <laughs> really like means a lot.
0: <laughs> it, it was sweet. Michelle's so nice, right? Yeah. Now I will say she was my favorite hometown.
1: Me too. Why was she your favorite?
0: Because of the kids. Yeah. I, I I really thought, that, I was like, whoever put this together, this was a really cute idea. I mean, I just, I thought it was entertaining. She seemed to be so, like, overwhelmed by it. So happy to see her kids. I love putting Matt in the hot seat. I love the questions the kids asked. It just seemed very genuine. And um, I don't know. I just, there was something, maybe I'm a sap too. Because I just thought that was a really sweet moment.
1: Yeah, I, I thought so too. First of all, I liked her date, which was riding a bike. I thought that was cute. And also really funny that they were matching. That had to have been a coincidence, right? Because she just yeah, picked her own clothes. That was a coincidence. <laughs> um I thought that was a cute date. However, it was really funny that she was like, well, Growing up in Minnesota, we always took evening bike rides. So what a great way to start the day by going for a bike ride. And I was like, okay, it's not the same, but we'll just go with it because you don't you don't have a lot of opportunity here. Um <laughs> But her students were just awesome. Like what, like the sweethearts. And she just, the letter that her um, one student read that she wrote to her was really cute. I don't know. It's happy that teachers are getting attention. They, They need more.
0: Yeah. And that gave us some insight as to who Michelle is. Yeah. So maybe that's another reason she was the best hometown because we got to know a little bit more about Michelle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also, um. The way that Matt seemed to enjoy the kids, I really thought that like he was very much into their date. He does seem to really care about kids and charity and everything.
0: Okay. Did that not throw you off? What did she say? She was talking to her mom or her dad, and she was like, he's the real deal. People just normally do the talk, talk the talk, they don't walk the walk. And she did she say he wanted to take change change the world. Change the world. That's what she said. And I was like, does he? I was so taken aback when she said that. I said, where was that conversation? I want to hear that. I mean, no knock to like, you know, what he's doing. He's doing great things with his charity and children. But when she said it, I thought, huh, that's a side of Matt James. We haven't really been able to see yet. Like, show us that. Show us this man who, who wants to take over the world.
1: I also just liked that she was giving him like that benefit of the doubt that like the, it's like start the work starts here essentially of like changing the world because you know maybe it does I I don't know Matt is like just a a man of of contradictions to me in a very <laughs> classic way I just feel like he's the kind of guy that you encounter out in the world who it's really fun and I think pretty sweet and like does have a good heart, but is also just really attractive and like and kind of, you know, has his pick of of women and sort of that, the, the balancing mm-hmm. of being a fuck boy and being really, like really caring person, I think is is hard to pull off in your late 20s. So, so I he's like not it pulling through. it off is what you're saying. Well, we can see the seams, but hey, <laughs> we, you know, we're a little bit older. We've been through that phase of dating, where you, and then you get wise after a few years or a few heartbreaks, and you're like, no, 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 none of this. I just see, I, uh, I see, frat boy to me, stand, frat boy Matt stands out way more than the other side. That side is taking over the other one, in my opinion. I just find like Playboy Matt just stands out the most for me, and it's it's just like the fact Mm-mm. that he. But I bet to say it's not that he's like so good with women. I actually don't think he has a lot of game. Okay, good. But it's me neither. It's a, he likes to like literally play. He loves doing stuff. Like he cannot be still. I can, it's Like I'm. It's even beyond just constant activity. But it's just like it just seems like he's like always like doing something. It's so much energy. I can't get over it. With the guys
0: though, with the guys, I yeah. I say when 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 Tyler came, that was the. I've never seen Matt light up like that this entire season until Tyler got there. Yeah, yeah, he's like playboy. Tyler a does frat have to boy ball. with oh, does he <laughs> <laughs> with the guys, not necessarily. he's like flat when it comes to the women.
1: Yeah, I I think that is true. I think he like the weight of being The Bachelor is like is is heavy for him. I don't know. I feel like Ben Higgins was kind of like that too. And Ben's like physical appearance really deteriorated by the end of the season. I think he was so stressed out between JoJo and Lauren. He had that
0: worm. Remember he lost like twenty something pounds. That's not new news. I just
1: wanna say that like made news last week, but that's not new. That's like been out there, I feel like at least or at least maybe
0: It has no, no, it has. Yeah,
1: that's not new. I just feel like, come on, Bachelor like Nation, do your homework. <laughs> check, check out your Ben info. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I the, the Michelle date was sweet, but like there, like you're saying, it was boring. Like there wasn't like a, a ton to it, and I was just like, he did seem to, he seems to like her a lot. I think he gave her a pretty big smile. Although it did make me sad when she was like, I told Matt I'm falling in love with him, and he gave me this huge smile back, and like I could see where you would want to be hopeful and like take that as like great affirmation but since we've seen him return that sentiment to rachel on her one-on-one i'm just like oh no this is a bad sign
0: and he didn't say it to anyone else on the hometown dates yeah and i feel like if he had they would have shown that i asked matt on extra to describe each girl with one word and i don't remember everyone's but the one as a first word that comes to your mind when you think of michelle he said grown oh doesn't That's that
1: kind of tell you everything you need yeah, to know? Yeah, and he's like, I'm not ready to be grown is probably how he feels or at least intimi- intimidated. Yeah. Grown. <laughs> Michelle deserves better. I really like her. I, I hope she finds happiness. That's Me why too. I just put all the good people on the show. It's like, I hope you find happiness.
0: <laughs> and not on Paradise. I cannot, Michelle, I think Paradise would eat her alive. I don't,
1: I don't think I that's agree. Her, Michelle, her please don't go to paradise. This is how I feel about everyone who I'm like, you seem like you're on a good path Just stick to it. Michelle seems <laughs> like she's got a great thing going. I know she had some heartbreak, but like beloved by her students, real career, making an impact. It's just like, Michelle, stay with that. Please don't go yeah. on paradise. We we wish yeah. you, we wish you the best. And like, maybe you can get a podcast or something so we can keep up with you, but like, don't go on paradise. Don't paradise. <laughs> um, <laughs> should we talk about Rachel next? Sure. She's still with us. I want to call her out for something that's come up on social media in the last couple of days. She posted an Instagram where she's like holding a matcha tea and in the background, Mm -hmm. she's reading a book that's um, difficult conversations with black men. And I would be glad to see that she's like reading and learning as, as she um, promised she would do, which is definitely great. But uh, it really bothers me that she turned it into like an influencer moment with her tea and like her nicely done nails. It's just like, Why don't you do something like like, like what Ashley Spivey does? Start a book club. Like, here's the book we're reading. I'm going to do an Instagram about chapter one and what I've learned. And I just think that's so fucked up and like not going to, it doesn't help anything and just makes her seem super disingenuous. It's just like, log off maybe. We can write a book report. Write a book report. Blog post. Take it back. You almost feel like you know everything you need to know about her in that picture.
0: The fact that that's what you decided to do. Several people sent me this, this story and it's like, the apology was well-written. Yeah. It was pretty. It was sincere. I'm not going to knock anybody's apology. But then the next step is to take action. And taking action, to me, isn't showing everybody that you're reading the book. Tell us what—you have such a big platform. Yeah. people. There's a lot of people who don't understand— you know, like necessarily what Chris said in the interview or why people are so upset. And this is an opportunity for you to really explain that. So if you're reading this book, Uncomfortable Conversations, tell us what chapter one says. What did you learn from this book? It would have been – how great would it have been for her to say, you know, I read something today and there was this quote from this book or I learned this today and, you know, like I just got this book. I encourage you guys to read it. It's so great. Maybe if you're having trouble having these type of conversations or you could share it with someone else. To me, this is so simple. This was so simple to do, and instead, like how, like I don't. It's just so. What's the word I'm trying to think of? Simple.
1: (laughs) What what she could have done, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were talking about this on higher learning. Like, how do you demonstrate that you are doing the work and learning? And reading is a great way. I love to read. I feel I've learned a lot that way in general. And I think there is like actually a cool opportunity to be like, hey, Bachelor Nation, that you know, is known to be pretty racist. Like let's do a book club and here's our first book. And like, I'm going to do an Instagram live talking about what I've learned or something like that. Like you're actually, that's probably a good idea for her to do. And instead turning into like an influencer moment with the T and like, it just makes me very, very mad. And it's, it's vapid
0: is the yeah. word that I was totally to speak, that was going to come to mind. <laughs>
1: vapid. That's It's it. true. It's so you're totally right. It's it was very frustrating. And and I think it was impossible to watch this episode and spend time with Rachel and her family and see Matt like fawning over her without bringing all this baggage into it. And I was really dreading it. Like last week when we knew this was coming, I was just like, I'm dreading Rachel's hometown. And it felt like so uncomfortable. <laughs> I definitely brought some bias with me to watching it, but I don't know how you couldn't. Right. I don't know how you couldn't. I it, it makes me think about Matt in all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like
0: you know, we don't know how it all ends, but it's got to be uncomfortable for Matt, you know, to know, to to go back and watch these episodes or, you know, he lived it in real life and to know that there was so much that he didn't know. Right. I don't know. I just, I I so want to hear from him so too. badly. Like, say something about how you're feeling. I know he can't do media, but no one can stop you from making a statement on your social media. Just ask Dylan Barber. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Is he going to come back on Bachelor Happy Hour? Well, he and his his fiance come back on together? I say
0: yes, but you never know because we were supposed to get Peter and Madison and we couldn't get them because of how it all
1: ended. So it depends how all this ends. I don't know. Side note, I saw Instagram of Peter in like a very crowded bar in New York. And it's like, fine, do whatever you want. Peter, get COVID or don't. Here, I think you already had it. So whatever. But I just was like, where's this bar? Like, what is this (laughs) bar that's crowded? I I didn't know this was happening. Is indoor open? Indoor dining happening, yeah. But this oh. was like a crowd. This was like a crowded bar, though. It wasn't like twenty five percent capacity. And I, Where it was there's like, a will, there's Saturday a way. night. I'm kind of. Oh, it just was like this is not good. But I'm like, you people aren't vaccinated in this bar. You're not in group one A or one B. But whatever. I, Those type of people find their ways to each other. Those type of people who don't care. I'm not trying to COVID shame, but like, I genuinely didn't know. I mean, I'm like COVID shaming a little bit, but I genuinely (laughs) didn't know this was happening. And I was like, wow. Okay. Peter lives with Dustin. So it was Peter and Dustin together. If you remember him anyway, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Dustin. I like Dustin. Mm -hmm. Handsome guy. Good nose ring. One of the best nose rings out there. <laughs> it works for him. It does. Um, so Rachel, we can't even talk about her because I have so so little interest, but we'll try. So they do the skydiving date. Why weren't they wearing helmets, by the way? Isn't that like part of skydiving? They didn't? I could have sworn they had on helmets. No, because she hit her head on the ground. And she, she like per-
0: I thought she hit the front of her face, like face planted. She, yeah, she did, but like still a helmet could have helped with that. I didn't know. I didn't even realize they weren't wearing helmets. I don't know. I've never been skydiving. And if I ever had any interest, this totally deterred me. This professional literally (laughs) used her as a landing. He landed. He was fine. (laughs) He landed on top of her. I mean, the embarrassment. Like Once you get over the fact that you're hurt, the embarrassment of it all like she's like this happened on national tv and the date was her idea she tried to do it and, and then the lead up to it she's like mad you're amazing i'm literally falling for you and he couldn't hear that <laughs> it's like maybe i shouldn't make this comparison cuz she's um, okay i feel like we can we can say this cuz she's okay now yeah she's okay it's like that fresh prince episode i haven't seen it <laughs> he's like hillary
1: will you marry oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't know that she could do makeup that well to cover up, like, her black eyes. I was like, does she even really have one? And then we didn't Maybe see it Maybe they brought in Gina. Maybe they brought Gina in for that. She the professional. Understandable, because none of us would want to see that, right? You don't want to, like, see her injury on her face, although... Right. I don't know. I-, I felt her mom was just trying to be, like, really cool mom. She was just like, oh, I wish I'd come skydiving with you. But I don't know. Like, when she came on the screen, I just kind of honestly stopped paying attention because it's just completely unfun to watch this person who you know so much about. And maybe that would be true if we knew more about all these people, but I think this is a pretty specific circumstance.
0: Yeah. I mean, her, her hometown is kind of a blur to me. Like I, I'm thinking of the date before. I don't even really remember the conversations that Matt had with her parents.
1: Her dad was like how was the most skeptical dad of the bunch of like how do you know you're ready to say yes what's the point mm-hmm. of rushing um but the main thing from their date was Rachel really wanted Matt to ask for her father's permission and Matt declined to do so which what do you think motivated that He said that he will make it happen if he decides to propose so so maybe he's not thinking about proposing at the end of all of this. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Ends up with a girlfriend. I mean,
0: think huh. about it. You know, he wasn't... Maybe, I mean, I maybe Matt is just that type of person where he's just like, I don't want to rush into things. Like, I don't want to do things just to do them. Like, I want to take my time. I mean, I think we've seen another episode where I think Jordan... Mm -hmm. Jordan waited until the very end to ask her dad, uh, JoJo's dad, for her hand in marriage. So maybe that's it. Or maybe he's like, I'm not proposing. Interesting. That's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, huh. Huh.
1: That didn't occur to me. That's interesting. Are you surprised they didn't edit Rachel out more? I, I felt that everyone seemed to get equal time and there was the same amount of Chris as usual. Were you surprised by the editing? With Rachel, I don't think that they
0: can edit her out at this point. So I wasn't expecting that. I think a lot of people were more so tuning into how they were going to handle Chris. Yeah. It's not even necessarily that I thought they were going to edit him out. I think what I expected was a statement, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know that they've already taken the step and he's, you know, stepping aside. I don't know if that's a network decision. I don't know if that's a Chris decision, but he is stepping aside. But I think there should have been maybe some acknowledgement of, like... I don't know. Maybe, and as I'm saying it out loud, is can they even really do that? What does that even look like? Yeah.
1: So on the challenge, they edited out a character. Basically, this woman D was on the show, and then she had like a pretty racist episode on Twitter, and she's basically been banned from the show. But they had already aired they had already filmed the season that they were airing, and so they did put a disclaimer up, essentially that were just like MT- Buena Murray and MTV don't uh, condone any of these beliefs and. Like as a result, like D Wynn is not a part of the franchise anymore. And they edited her out. And it definitely made the season worse because she's a she's like a really dramatic force. And I think that she had like a really mm. dramatic elimination on the challenge. So it made it made this the season worse, which kind of sucks for everyone else, and just was honestly kind of weird. I don't know if that's the the decision I would have made there, but I do think like MTV is kind of did what you were saying and you know, it's also just sort of like, what do you owe the people who are on the show? And how do you make that decision? So I don't know what the answer is. MTV did try that. I don't think it was completely successful. I, I just think the thing about Chris is like, in many ways, and this is always in the joke about this role on The Bachelor, it's like, the, it's like you know, you don't actually need him. In some episodes, we don't see Chris at all. So mm-hmm. we didn't, you didn't really need him. This episode, but he was still on it. So I wonder if it was like too late to edit it or they just felt like they're still going to present it because they're not trying to like hide from the controversy. But it just it is what it is.
0: But what if they put something out like, you know, these episodes were previously recorded, you know, a couple of months ago. We understand that, you know, there's some there's a current situation or there are things that are going on at Bachelor Nation. We're fully aware. Uh, But I don't know, due to these episodes already being previously recorded. They're going to play as is. I don't right. know. Some type of. Acknowledge- I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I don't know with- either. But I I did expect to see something. I mean, can you imagine if like Chris did a a pre-recorded video? Oh, my because God. Because everything has been a statement. Yeah. Like if he did a video where he acknowledged it in a po- I actually think that could have been kind of powerful.
1: It would have been powerful. You're right. That would have been powerful. But at the same time. Do you want to hear from him? I don't know. That's that's one of the. I'm like, I think I'm talking do. it out in real time. Mm-hmm. I think you do. I
0: think you know it is hard to say. And like you said, we talked about this in higher learning. Like, what can someone do to redeem themselves? You know, in public eye, and I think it's the action cause it's, mm-hmm. cause of, because because of, because an apology is the bare minimum. It's just a step. So show me another step that you're taking. And one thing is, we haven't seen or heard from Chris since that interview. So the last impression that we have of him is the interview. Right. So it would have been nice to see something else like hey guys I'm I'm at home and you know like it's been really heavy and i, I, I maybe even verbalizing the apology that he already did but then also saying I've talked like you said I've talked to certain people I'm reading this book I'm I'm watching this like I understand that I really didn't have the the grasp of a grasp on the situation like I thought I did. And it's so important for me to do this and be an example for my kids, for Bachelor Nation. Do you know what? Like, yeah, I promise you we would be talking about this like, wow, I didn't even think they would do that. But that was really powerful because all we see now is the extra interview.
1: Right. That's a really good point as well, because I I do think that sort of like banishing him and never hearing from him again doesn't serve anyone, including Chris. It doesn't like help him do the work or the learning that we all want him and other people to do. And it would be cool to use the platform to actually start putting out a blueprint of like how you move forward publicly when you have, when you are, you know, when yeah. you are do something racist and then you say you want to improve, like, and you want to change, like it actually would be cool for the bachelor to be leading in how you make that difference or how you start to prove that you're putting in the work. Cause it's, to me, it's not just about being redeemed. Like that's, you know, like I think that's obviously important, but like, I do think that there needs to be some kind of path forward for someone like Chris or, or whomever it is changing. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. like if everyone's a lost cause. You just like wait for a generational shift. Like we we right. can't we can't wait for that.
0: Right. Yeah. I agree with that too. Because I think the goal, at least the way I feel about it, is, you know, I want to see change. But not just change in the franchise and the way that they roll out this show or, you know, the people who the person who's the face of it, but also it is a learning experience for Chris or for Rachel. And so I really genuinely do want to see you grow and be better from it at the end of the day. Yeah. And so to see you stepping out and doing a video at the at the top of the show, or to see you turning actually turning the pages of the book and telling us what you learn really does go a long way, not just for the people watching you, but for yourself.
1: Right. That's a good point. And also, I do think that like Chris, one of the criticisms is he has this huge platform and he's not using it to be an ally for people who need it. Right. And so to use his platform to be like, here's the first step I'm taking. I'm going to read this book or I'm having like regular meetings with someone like to talk about this stuff would be cool. Um, I want to know why Chris deleted his black box on Instagram. Did he?
0: Mm-hmm. Several people have sh- have sent wow. that to me. Actually, they've been sending that to me, but I really didn't pay attention to it until all of this happened. And people are very critical about that. Like it's that's a that's actually a really big deal. And I think that that kind of says a lot without saying anything. That's weird. Did he do that recently? I don't know when he did it, but there was you know everybody was doing. Uh, Blackout Tuesday, yeah. Amplifying Black Voices. He put up a black box. It's no longer there. Whoa.
1: That's crazy. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. God. Fans God. find out everything. I know. <laughs> I know. That's like another thing is just turn the, the vetting over to, to the fans, which was something we've actually discussed. Like there should mm-hmm. be an opportunity for the lead after they meet everyone on night one to like research them, like let that would emulate dating too. Oh do a God. deep dive, find out what's up with them. Cause I, I heard that Rachel deleted a lot of stuff from her Instagram too. And there's just some things that like made it through. Cause Did she, she really it was bad. Yeah. Apparently she had, um, one thing with her family that I, you know, this, there was, this was in a TikTok video that went viral a few weeks ago, her family and her, I think have all shared like QAnon theories and her father's, um, donations to win red, which is, was a pack to reelect Trump or all public. And that's one of the reasons I think I just like tuned out her family, which is because this is just not really people that I care about or have any investment in and like, don't even really want to spend a lot of time on. And, and then also, um, you know, it's become public that she didn't vote and, you know, it's just like all, all this stuff. So, I don't know. Hopefully we won't be seeing too much more of them. It's tough. It's really tough. It really bumps me out that the first Black Bachelor season and Matt season are is just totally marred by this controversy. It's really unfair to Matt. It's really unfair to the moment. It's really unfair to all the people of color involved in the show. Like, it just sucks.
0: I don't think it could get any worse.
1: <laughs> it's unless really bad. Choo- unless he chooses Rachel. Right. <laughs> Which I think we can just assume he does based on On, on how. the way everyone's acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's funny. I think back to night one when Yumi and Van talked about how poorly they handled the, the sit down with Chris Harrison. And like, we should have just known from that moment it was going to go oh, this God. way. Remember when that was the worst thing that happened on that season? Yeah. Man. And that was bad. I don't know. We've come a long It's, we've not come a long way. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Let's move on and talk with the other two women. Let's talk about Brie because she's next. I just have this sense about Brie that I would really like her IRL. I don't really know why, but she just gives me this vibe of like a cool person who I think if I were like her contemporary would also intimidate me with her coolness. Like she just seems like she's smart and also like very hip. She I I couldn't agree with you more.
0: She gives off a very cool. Yes. Chill vibe. Yeah. Um, The only time I was like Brie was when she said last week that she left her job. Did you see her Instagram like, after that? No, what did she say? It was
1: like a thirst trap picture of her holding a cell phone. It was like the picture of me trying to get my job back. <laughs> they need to
0: hire her back. I, I was like, wow, I just don't, I'm not that much of a risk taker. I always say if my job uh, did not allow me to go on The Bachelor, we, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. I'm very gr- grateful that I had the support. But um yeah, I thought Bree. I, I laughed when they, when Chris at the beginning was like, "Hey, your families are here. This is who's here for each of you," and I kept thinking, "Oh my God, Bree's sister didn't make it. Bree's sister. I didn't realize that her sister was oh, like a baby. The baby. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, what happens to her sister? Also,
1: her friend, her best friend, and her were dressed just alike. I know. Did you notice that? Same thought- name, both named Bree. <laughs> <laughs> she seems cool. Uh, she seems like probably too cool for Matt. Like she probably doesn't. I bet she doesn't tolerate a fuckboy. I bet she's like, just nah. No. Also, after that, Matt finished talking to her family and they were sitting
0: outside on that bench, Matt looked dead behind the eyes. <laughs>
1: did you see that? Yes.
0: I I mean, like, she was full of life. She was, like, leaning into him, and there was nothing.
1: That's and I did, thought, is I, Matt I did okay? notice that. I was like, is he tired? Was it really draining? Did something happen that we didn't see? I did notice that as well. He... It's like something happened on that date. I wonder if they just like asked him a question that was uncomfortable or something like that. I don't know. Because we also, we didn't get the friend Bree at all. Like we know no. she was there, but we didn't see any of her talking to Matt or to Bree on the show. And so I wonder if like there's something happened that we just didn't get. Maybe, but it was, I mean, Matt's been
0: kind of flat, but this was another level. I mean, to the point where we both recognized
1: it. It was like, did something happen? It was (laughs) Something must have happened, honestly, because he is so flat and like maintains like the same neutral. This week, so many times he said, thank you so much for saying that. Or like, that means a lot to me. Or like that sentiment. If I were one of the women and he said that back to me, I would like probably punch him in the face. It would drive (laughs) me crazy. He seems over it. Right? Like, yes. When, he's when done. When is this over with? Maybe that's the feeling we're getting at
0: this point. I will say as a former lead, there does come a point in Matt's defense. There comes a point in the season where you kind of just hit a wall and you burn out. Whether it's because you know who it is that you're going to pick. Whether it's because you're sleep deprived. Whether it's because a producer said something that kind of pissed you off that day. They're just. So maybe that's what we're we're mm-hmm. getting from him.
1: Based on what you're seeing from this season, do you think they got more or less time with the families than they would on a regular hometown? It seems less, right? Seems like way less, but I wasn't sure if that was just editing or like, I don't know. I would imagine that they got more because
0: there's nothing really for you to do, but it seems less, which makes me feel like, and if this was the best of it, then they were really boring.
1: Yeah, because... (laughs) How do you have time to go skydiving and then like also get a lot of good time with the family with accounting for outfit changes, makeup, ITMs, like all that shit? Like I was just like, do "Do you?
0: Because on my hometown with Nick, we went to church and we sat for the whole service. Nice. Then we went to a brunch. Then we did our ITMs and separated. Then we went to the hometown and my sister had on the wrong shirt and was very upset by it. And we waited for two hours for her to pick out a new shirt. Then only to hijack the moment by telling everyone she was pregnant, announcing oh it on TV. That's Constance. My sister.
1: <laughs> Constance, right?
0: <laughs> yes, that's Constance. Classic Constance. So we spent a whole long day. I mean, they they can be as long as you need them to be.
1: Do you think that the women got to spend time with their families that we didn't see, like after Matt left or something?
0: I hope so for their sake. I, I didn't. Know. Me I- too. I- and didn't you find it interesting that when Chris came in to tell them about who was coming, they all cry? Yeah. I didn't have that feeling. I, I love my family and I was so happy to see them, but I wasn't moved to tears. And I've never seen everybody be emotional like that. I think that's part of quarantine.
1: I better say, I think that's part of COVID. (laughs) I think that like this year is so profoundly like dislocating for people that Mm -hmm. like, honestly, like I was saying before, like connection just means more. Also, it's much, (laughs) much easier to like feel some kind of connection. And I think being around people that you trust must be hard. I mean, not being around people you trust must be hard. I also have been thinking that I think the one location must drive them insane in a different kind of way because you're just like trapped in this hotel you can, like, go for a walk, but, like, not really. And at least when you travel, it's, like, a new location. And, like, I assume you get to experience some local flavor a little bit.
0: Um, It's not as— like, When I look back and I think about it, I'm like, how did we sit in a hotel for a week? You have what they call dark days mm-hmm. when you're traveling, when the lead is traveling, and then you have to wait the next day. You do get to explore the city. I remember—I don't even know if I've told you about this. We, like, we were in—when we were in New Orleans, we said we had to go to the bathroom. And we just took off running down Bourbon Street. Because oh I was like, awesome. I got to take you guys to my favorite spot on Bourbon Street.
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and, and I remember it was the Cowboys versus the Saints. So obviously dat, it was huge in New dad, Orleans. Dad, yeah. It was big who at. I was Cowboys. I think New Orleans ended up winning. It was a big thing. We were like, oh my gosh, we have to run back. It was like me, Whitney, Christina. We had the best time.
1: <laughs> that sounds really fun. I mean, New Orleans is, like, it lives up to the hype. It is just the most fun place. It's ridiculous. And Bourbon Street is crazy. The only all-nighter I pulled, like, as, like, for drinking was on uh-huh. Bourbon Street. That's the only, like, in my life. You have to. Yeah. You have to. It was uh, also, like, a Also, Sunday. it
0: was not the Swamp, which I do love as well. It was um, Razu's. I think that's what it's
1: called. Razu's. Okay. Okay, Got to go. You got to go. Bourbon Street is really fun. Like the last time I was there, like I just remember having like a jello shot from a syringe, which like really I, w- I would not, you <laughs> Where, know, like when would you ever do that? I know. Like, Bourbon like, Street, like Cancun with Ted Cruz, maybe. I don't know. I think otherwise <laughs> you're not doing that, um, but it really, it is so much fun, but it, it seems like they didn't get a lot of family time or it's just super boring. I don't know. This is like such a huge drop off from the Tasha hometowns. So I couldn't get past it. The only really interesting part was Serena P who I freaking love. I love that Serisa, I Serena too. P. I think that Matt liked her because she like didn't fall for his bullshit. She was like always giving him a hard time. And mm-hmm. I feel like he really, that's like, you know, a throwback. That's like his really, his love language is like kind of, you know, getting into it a little bit. And I loved that she did the Canada quiz and she just got so much spunk. I love, I love Serena P. I've noticed that from the very first date. I said, this girl has
0: like it, right? Yes. If there's an it factor from any of the women, it's her. She's got the charm, the charisma. She's fun to watch. She lights up when she's on camera. I'm always intrigued with whatever it is. And m- maybe she might be a little too fun for Matt. I don't know. She definitely she just, is. Right? Yeah. Um, I lo- that food looked absolutely disgusting. Just Whatever that was with that poutine. gravy yeah, and poutine. cheese, it didn't look thoroughly cooked. It was like, <laughs> it looked like it was spit out on top of those fries. It wasn't melting. I
1: It looked gross. And, and well, at least Matt liked it. I guess that's all that matters.
0: I wanted um, to say,
1: I think it probably was bad poutine because it was made at the hotel in Pennsylvania. I think poutine in Canada is probably really good because they know what they're doing there. Just want
0: to throw that out there. It, but it looked. It looked like
1: fake It Doesn't, food. Fo- doesn't photograph well Poutine. Like not, yeah. Gravy never really does. So, but it's also like sort of the colors don't pop. I didn't like filter it like on Instagram. It didn't, it didn't look good. I agree. <laughs> they filter it like on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Did you
0: see what like with what happened ended up happening with Serena P. Did you see that coming?
1: Even after the li- talk with her parents? I think a little bit. Yeah. Um, because she's always seemed sort of like too bubbly for Matt. And she's the one uh, for some reason this moment really stuck in my mind. But when she said to him on her one first one on one, You're a really weird kid, weren't you? When cause he was really into turtles. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And just sort of like putting Matt in his place a little bit. And I don't know. She also just seems very um self-assured. Like the way she talked about her her ex, where she was like, I really thought that was gonna be it. I thought we were gonna get married. Like mm-hmm. she just seems to have um this this like spirit about her that's almost like too too good for this. I don't know. She would be a fun bachelorette. Yeah, she would.
0: I think what I liked about the conversation she had with her parents is when you're at hometowns, you're in such a bubble that it's the first time that someone from the outside world comes in, somebody that you trust, that you're almost looking for them to check you. Because mm-hmm. you're like, is what I'm feeling real? Is this, you know, like check me, like make sure, like pinch me. And I remember get, trying to get that from my parents. And they were like, we like Nick. And I was like, wait a minute. You're actually supposed to tell me that, what is this? What are you doing? That's what I was looking for. So to see her parents kind of say, you know, like, you don't seem to have that same feeling yeah. with him. Like, you don't have, like, you don't seem to be as into it. They checked her. And I think that's that's what you're almost looking for. So Totally. She almost it it probably pulled her, you know, like out of whatever spell that she was in. And she probably couldn't get that out of her mind. I will say when Matt was walking to her room, I thought he was sending her home. Oh, interesting.
1: Interesting. You didn't? I don't know. I thought she got two one-on-ones. Like, how, how do we explain that? He really so, liked her. Well, I, I yeah. learned
0: that. But I thought he was sending her home. I thought, oh, maybe he's like, Cause he kept saying, like, she's not opening up or she's holding. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe he's just like, you know what? Let me just send her home. She's not into this.
1: Well, I've just had this theory that like maybe withholding is actually the way to win the bachelor. Like you're supposed to like let down your walls mm-hmm. and be vulnerable. But maybe with a with a guy like Matt and many guys, like the true secret is to be really emotionally withholding. So they're wondering if you like them. And it's not just like, does he like me? So I thought that could have been a, a good strat. I just That's- think Serena's like Like she's like similarly Like just like really cool I don't know I I really like her Also I wish we had learned More about her It's funny She has such a big personality That I do feel like We know her more Than most of the other women But like she was A competitive dancer And like she's a really Accomplished collegiate dancer Oh really? Yes And like we didn't see Any of that We didn't hear about Any of that and I do feel like sort of team sports is obviously so big to Matt. Like, I'm not I don't understand why we didn't get more of that with both Michelle and Serena. It's such, an, I'm sure they talked about it. It's such a natural way to to relate. And I would have liked to know more about that. Serena, I think of these four is the one that I most want to know more about because she just seems like very fun. She does seem fun. I thought her saying you're not my person was so, <laughs> so harsh.
0: Right? She could have just been like, I just don't see. I think I need to go home. She's You're not my person. I was like, oh. And lo- that was Matt's face. He was like, Wow, I just t-
1: opened up to you. And I I does. loved it to be honest. I really did. It also just shows you that she was like serious. She's looking for her person. And if it's not you, you're you're out. She'd be a good bachelor at as a result. I, I think so too. I really think Let so. Let her find her person or whatever. That'd be fun. Also, I don't know, Canadians, just they always are good on this show. Another Canadian, a woman of color. Yeah.
0: Um. You know, she's got the dance background. Like, there's so much that they could do with that. She could carry the show with her yeah. personality. She's very matter-of-fact. You're not my person. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. she would be so much fun to watch. I totally right. agree. I they really, really enjoyed
1: her. Uh, I, I'm happy for her that she's leaving on her own terms. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, best-case scenario. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was at the end of the episode or in the scenes for next week. I think the end of the episode where Bree says um, that she's like concerned that she got the third and final rose of the evening. Does that mean anything? Rose order at that point? No,
0: rose I order. I didn't think never so. Either. Means, it never really means. I mean, it does in the beginning because you know you give it to like the vil- the person who you think is not going to get it. Yeah, uh, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything.
1: That's what I thought. I I was surprised to hear her say that. I feel like someone should have told her doesn't mean anything, but whatever. But you do feel that when you're on the show. When you're Mm -hmm. on the show, you pay attention to who gets called first. And yeah. Right, right, right. Um, For Women Tell All next week, there's rumors it might not air. They're not sure yet because it's hosted by Chris. You got to give us Women Tell All. You got to give the women the chance to say their piece, right?
0: But I hear we've been having the women on our podcast and and we're like describe women tell all in three words. I got to mm-hmm. tell you the way they're describing this, maybe maybe we could axe it. <laughs> what I, have they been saying? Um apologetic um oh my gosh, it's like
1: who's apologetic? Compa- who's apologizing? Rachel? I think
0: Victoria.
1: Oh. Mm. Rachel won't be there. Oh right. Right, right, right. I forgot about it. Apparently, everybody's
0: nice. It's like they're going on an apology tour. Things seem to be nice. There doesn't like it's almost like people are trying to make amends for how they've been shown on camera. That's what I'm
1: getting from the people. And I don't want to see that. Me neither. Also, I won't believe it. Like you are who you are. Everyone says that about reality TV. You can fake some stuff, but you said we watched a whole season of
0: you. Like don't come don't come brand new on Women Tell All. We, We know who you are at this point.
1: This is such a weird season. I mean, God, I remember the end of Peter's season. Everyone's just like, "What a hot mess this was." That has nothing. That is just like nothing compared to what we're dealing with right now. I mean, this is like real world problems. Like, and and obviously the race, um, like the racism of the franchise that's been kind of there's been a spotlight on it again is so huge. And in addition to that, I just think the meanness of the women in the first half of the season is also like a problem. Like, I don't know. Like, they're just really it's just so mean-spirited. How do you feel like one year since you read your messages on um, After the Final Rose last year about the kind of hate that you received, and like how it's a problem in Bachelor Nation? How do you feel about that one year later? Because I think it's like we saw it on the show. And then also, obviously, you are always getting hate messages. And I think for the, you know, one of the reasons Chris's interview was so shocking was because he didn't, you didn't take that message to heart that there are women here that you, that the show needs to do a better job supporting. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel having put yourself out there like that a year ago now that we're about a year later?
0: You know, I, uh, it's an interesting question. I don't know if I've ever really taken the time to think about it now that it's, I can't believe that was a year ago. I know. Time flies. Um, When I did it, I like no regrets in doing it. Um, I really, I had received messages from several of the women on Peter's season who were very overwhelmed by the hate that they were getting, and I felt like it was necessary. We had they hadn't really done something like that since Caitlyn's season, mm-hmm. and and it was on a different topic. This was more race, even though I wasn't allowed to say racism.
1: Isn't that um, crazy to
0: look back on? Yeah, it's fucked yeah. up because everything that the the tweets that were up were targeted towards. Race Like that yeah. was the context of them, but I couldn't say that word. And that was like the general consensus from the higher ups. So, you know, but I, what I did get a lot of though, where people, a lot of support, people were happy that it was done. But if you remember pe- the women on Peter season were going at it as well. And there was yeah. a lot of cattiness. So people thought that there was a lot of hypocrisy that I, not for me myself, but just the fact that I was given this stage to do this, yet nobody was addressing how the women were. So then to fast forward it to a year later, it's kind of like, and I do get these messages. Does nobody remember what Rachel Lindsay said on stage a year ago? Look at what these women are doing. Obviously they weren't watching what she had to say. So I think there is a little bit of, and I and I get it rightfully so. Like people are kind of like, you can't have her on stage condemning people for being for bullying and then have people on the show that are given the spotlight who are bullies because Victoria was a bully.
1: Yeah. Hands down. What she did to Catalina with the crown. I'll like never forget. I thought that was like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Honestly, I said, see
0: things I can say here that I can't say on my podcast on my podcast. I said that was simple assault. Yeah, that is assault. They took that out. But that's what that was. Yeah. Put your hands on me. Like, Again, she knew who she could do it to. So it's so messed up. I wish she would try to rip a crown off my head.
1: Oh my god. I Oh my god. I I really that was like one of the most appalling things I've seen. I'm not <laughs> joking. It's really going to stick with me. I thought that was such a violation and also like incredibly belittling in like such a, a really cruel cruel way. So that's why I personally don't want to hear from Victoria. I'm just like I've seen all I need to see from you.
0: Exactly. And you exactly. like, that was a joke?
1: i like, no, it wasn't, bitch. Like, that was just terrible.
0: And that's what I don't understand about Matt. When we had him on our podcast, we asked him. He thought, not that incident, but he thought Victoria was funny. He was like, yeah, she's funny. And I'm like, where? Name one thing that she's done that's funny. And if she was, then they definitely did should have shown that more right. than
1: showing the other stuff. Yeah. God, who is your dream host for After the Final Rose? Emmanuel Acho. mm well, yeah, hands down. And mm-hmm.
0: now that we've talked about Rachel, she's reading his book, so it kind of all makes perfect sense. But it's got to be somebody people trust. He should be like, "Hey, to have these type of conversations."
1: He should be like, "I don't, I don't play back up to a tea or a, a beverage of any kind. Like, please take me out of this picture." <laughs> he don't you think he would be fantastic? Yeah, he he would be great. Also, because then if you if it was like people being introduced to him for the first time, there'd be this whole wealth of resources to go watch a show and be like, "This yeah. is what he does." there's a lot of these conversations out there you've been on it um and I remember when you did it because I I remember at the time people weren't really traveling but I remember you did the social distanced
0: uh show with him
1: and it feels like such a long time ago that was like what May or June or something like that that's wild that's why it just to see how all that came
0: together that's another story for another day but yeah Manuel would be great he's he's not biased in any way he doesn't he doesn't watch the show he doesn't know the people involved he's just there to be able to facilitate a conversation that mm-hmm. we need to see happen obviously you know at this point we know Rachel is a top 3 and yeah. the two other women are there we don't know who he chooses so at some point if he's the if he's the host he's got to have a conversation with Rachel and Matt because we're going to see Matt with every single uh one of the women i don't know obviously there there's an uncomfortable conversation that has to be had between Matt and or with Matt and Rachel, but then I don't know how manual works with the other
1: women. Right. Yeah. That's that's tough because you probably just need to change the format fully, you know? And like, and that's I think good because we've been talking a lot about this on this show going forward. Like I think Michelle clearly seems like she's also a really fun personality. Like Mm Serena, Serena has not cornered the market on personality though. I like her a lot. (laughs) And it's annoying to me that we get two weeks in a row. We get cool. Michelle, Uh, moments as part of the bloopers that are that are running when the credits roll put that in the show so like (laughs) i'm just like i don't get it like let's have less like even less chris harrison who's like sometimes you know we used to count his time would be like two minutes or less but like divide that up to the women who are going to go far and let us know who they are with like some cool moments of them showing their personality and hanging out
0: i think it's also too everyone plays a role. Bree's the cool chick. Mm-hmm. Michelle is like the sweet teacher. And it's almost like they don't want to give you anymore. And I'm, I'm going back to even being on Nick season. I You didn't see a lot of me on next season outside no. of having one-on-one dates. I was wild during next season. I <laughs> was a like lot it. of fun. And they didn't <laughs> show it because they wanted me, obviously, yes, Bachelorette. But also, I played a certain role. I was the oldest. I was the big sister in the house. I was the lawyer. They couldn't show me like going crazy in the house, teaching people how to twerk and taking shots. And, well,
1: the, you know, it was that also because they wanted Vanessa to look a certain way and they didn't want to like have to get into to your relationship with Vanessa. That that was only that only came to a head at one point. Other yeah. than that, we
0: stayed clear of each other, but like we had fun. Uh, that's you know? what I
1: want to see. I want to see more of the women or the men hanging out together. Because that's like fun. That, and I think yeah. people will relate to that. So I'm gonna talk yeah. keep talking about it every single week until we get it. Basically. <laughs> well, they seem to listen
0: and kind of take some of the things that you say and um apply them. Juliet, I appreciate on the that.
1: Show. I hope I hope that could be true. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um and yeah, I mean I, I just I'm like ready for the season to be over. It's been it's been Same. a lot. I mean, I can only imagine how you feel. It's been long. I f- well, this to no me, break was tough. And but from from yeah. to to Matt is a lot.
0: I'm looking forward to sorry, Bachelor Nation, but no Bachelor on TV for a couple of months. We need, we need a breather. This. Yeah.
1: Who do you want to host the Bachelorette?
0: Oh God, I haven't even thought about that.
1: You? <laughs> it's very nice. I don't think so. I don't. It's not not made for yep. TV. I say like too often among other problems. See you now. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> For more Rachel. I mean, Rachel is definitely <laughs> the hardest working person in showbiz. You can catch her on Extra every day on Higher Learning on Tuesdays and Fridays on the Ringer Podcast Network and hopefully more on the Bachelor Party Podcast going forward because only coming. two times per season is not enough.
0: Well, now that I've announced that I will not be renewing my contract for Bachelor, Happy Hour. I wasn't going to ask about that. I was just going
1: to let it let it lie for now. I think but we got to know where things are going here. <laughs> Rachel, you're the best. Thank you for all that you do. I, you know, you're a, you're a shining light and a guiding light for I think everyone who's trying Aww. to wrap their head around watching this show still. So I, I really really admire you. And uh, thanks to everyone else for listening. I'll be back on Thursday. Thanks for
0: having.